daddy gonna stay in school and, and graduate. You're gonna die, Klaus! You can do it! Captain Insano shows no mercy. You can do it! I love my mama very much. Now you know that. Once again, things that could have been brought to my attention yesterday! Hello and welcome to The Sand of Pit, the podcast where temper is the one thing you can't get rid of by losing it. Anger management, surely. It is, that's straight from anger yes. management. My favourite of these <laughs> horrible films. That we've <laughs> the most watched. memorable film we've watched. So I am Luke and this is also Luke and we are The Sandler Pit, a podcast where we watch and talk about every single Adam Sandler film or appearance or minor cameo where he plays a monkey. <laughs> <laughs> How are you today, Luke? I'm all right, actually. I'm still feeling a bit knackered because we had a heavy weekend seeing each other for the first time since we uh, started our Sandler voyage. Yeah, so we saw each other in Bournemouth for your stag do because at the time of recording, you're going to get married in a, a couple of weeks. Will this episode be out before your marriage? It will, yeah. This episode's oh, going to be wow. out in like a week's time because we've really run down our <laughs> stack of episodes. <laughs> oh, wow. like it's really far in the future. It's like next week, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so this episode's out on the 18th, and then your wedding's the 30th, innit? Yeah, the 30th, yeah. So not far after. Not so, yeah. Are you scared then, of getting jilted? I just think the dynamic of the podcast is really going to change when I'm a grown-up married man, you know? <laughs> I can't spend my time doing this. I know, you're going to be really sensible at like Andy Samberg, and I'm going to just <laughs> burst in <laughs> that suit. Cracking open cans coffee. of Budweiser everywhere. <laughs> but yeah, it was a good weekend. Your best man got one hour's sleep the whole time. Because <laughs> you Cause snore. The best man and friend of the podcast and the man who does all the music for this podcast, Joe Tyrone. I yeah. shared a bed with him. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> ruined his life good times it was a fun weekend and I think we should apologise to anyone that we messaged on our uh, Sandler <laughs> Instagram because I don't like the fact that you used the word we because <laughs> I did not message fucking anyone well and neither did messaged... I it was it was uh, another friend of ours it was Jack Waring yeah he sent a video he round of your hairline I think to my... about 30 people <laughs> including yeah, my mum my... yeah my balding head sent around to everyone and they, everyone was commenting back like oh look I just disgusting <laughs> what a confidence boost thank you to everyone who responded saying <laughs> well i don't know what's worse that or the people were just like why the fuck are you messaging me about your hair from a <laughs> podcasting <laughs> very weird if you want some of that follow at the sandler pit on instagram and you too might get a very special like message it. when we're all drunk a drunken message at like four in the afternoon as well <laughs> oh yeah it was wasn't it It was really early it was really early because we'd been drinking on the train and we were just really leery and horrible we were just cheesing yeah. everyone off apparently we got yelled at on the train by a woman who said that we were cheesing her off <laughs> such a group of lads <laughs> We're such lads. We went axe throwing and I threw an axe and then uh, the instructor said that I was so weak. <laughs> I had never seen someone so weak. <laughs> anyway, we should talk about what we're actually here for rather than a stag do that's happened a few weeks ago that no one else was here for. No one cares about. <laughs> no one No one gets two shits about it. Talking what are we things watching? that no one gives a shit about. <laughs> <laughs> talking about the film Airheads. Which is like a hidden gem, possibly. possibly. Probably not. What do you think? I don't know, because we've had a couple of these 90s films, haven't we? We've had Going Overboard. Maybe that was 80s, actually. I think that was, was the end of the 80s, yeah. Fucking terrible. Mm -hmm. We had Shakes the Clown, really boring and weird. And then we had Dirty Work, which was 
amazing but you hated i didn't hate i just didn't love at the same time i think out of those three though like miles better because at least it was funny but yeah also you gotta think like this is after snl adam sanders you know he's in a good place right here isn't he yeah and he's actually a star i think this came out in 1994 so by that point he's just finished on saturday night live i guess he should be riding high on the success of that. And I think this is a bit more of a starring role rather than some of those. He's just been like a background character, hasn't he? Yeah. When did Billy Madison come out? Was that 95? I don't know, actually. That's a bloody good one, to be fair. So, yeah, that was 1995. So this is the predating that. So he's not like a huge film star at this point. He's just like an SNL comedy actor. Mm-hmm. Also in this film are Steve Buscemi, who we see all the time, and Brendan Fraser, who I fucking love. I've really missed him. I feel like his films that I remember are like The Mummy and George of the Jungle, which looking back on are probably shit. I watched The Mummy at your house. Yeah, I know you did. I could hear it through the walls. It was like 6am and you were watching The Fucking Mummy. So it was during the, uh, just before the lockdown got announced and I was sat in your house for like a week. not doing anything <laughs> so horrible and i would just wake up at weird times and watch films constantly on your now tv account and i watched like, the mummy and, and christopher uh, robin that terrible Winnie <laughs> the Pooh. <laughs> that was a really good film actually by the director of the cobbler wasn't it probably i, like <laughs> yeah, it, I, I think, think it, it might have been um, connections here yeah it's it is all connected it does really all come back around yeah brendan fraser has kind of he disappeared for a while i think he was sexually harassed yeah I I there was something really horrible like that so he stepped away from a bit but like if you were around in like the 90s he was in so many films wasn't he like if you were a kid at that time i remember he was in looney teens back in action which is a really underrated film yeah, I remember loving that. I bet I watched it as well. No, I watched it the other week. So because Space Jam, the new legacy has just come out in cinemas. So you before that, that didn't you? I did. <laughs> I loved it when Porky Pig does a little rap. But no, I did hate it. It was fucking one of the worst films I've ever seen. Space Jam 1, also not a very good film. It's not, is it? Looney- it's not very good. Looney Tunes back in action. Brendan Fraser is so good. He makes the Looney Tunes, the most annoying, irritating characters on earth, bearable. Mm. I feel like when we were growing up, he was like the 90s kid version of what The Rock is now. Yeah, definitely. He's turning up in films, always pretty much playing himself like a big idiot who's really strong and wears a brown (laughs) shirt all the time, fights fires. (laughs) But yeah, he's kind of disappeared, but slowly, he's actually slowly coming back. I saw today he's been confirmed for, he's in the next Scorsese film. Yeah, I was just about to mention that. I'm all here for the Renaissance. Yeah. (laughs) Brendan Fraser (laughs) Renaissance. The Brendan Fraser Renaissance. Perfect name. I look forward to seeing him again in that Mark Scorsese film. Yeah, it should be pretty cool to see him come back. I think it'll be good seeing him in this as well. I think he's the lead by the looks of things. Yeah, and he has big, long hair. They all look quite interesting, don't they? Steve Buscemi's got very long hair and a little moustache by the looks of things. Every time I see Adam Sandler in this, I think he's wearing like a little crop top. He's always wearing a crop top or like a shirt with nothing on underneath, but it's always (laughs) open and funny little bandanas and hats. Yeah, and he's got really like short shaved head as well. Yeah, I think he looks pretty cool, actually. He looks really cool. It's unusual. I know a few few weeks ago we went over the sexiest Sandlers. I think we might have a new contender. Yeah, new addition. He'll kick the raster guy from Hot Chip out. (laughs) Kick that nerd to the curb. We've got a new (laughs) stud in town. There's a new sexy Sandler on the street. Everyone looks handsome in this film, even where, Steve Buscemi. Where are we with Steve Buscemi at the moment? Because there was a point, I think, in the middle of the podcast where I was like, if he turns up, usually he's good. Do we still think that? 
There's been I a few stinkers, hasn't there? The week of, I'm thinking mostly. The week of, yeah. The cobbler he was bad in, hmm. where, he, where he was like going, "Hey, son, hey, uh, yeah, hey, youngster." It made sense in the end. Do you remember? Yeah, I hated it. <laughs> Yeah, it was bad. I don't know. I, I do still like Steve Buscemi and I kind of like the idea of seeing him as like a lead-ish, co-lead maybe. Yeah. This is around the time of Reservoir Dogs and stuff like that. So he's he was actually a high-profile actor, not just uh, Adam Sandler's stooge. He was doing quite good stuff in the 90s, wasn't he? Uh, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> no, he did, does he do Boardwalk Empire or something like that? Yeah, I think so. I mean, this was the same year as when he was in Desperado, but it was before Con Air. <laughs> So oh some, no some real bangers he hadn't peaked yet then well no because <laughs> he hadn't played the werewolf in hotel transylvania so of course he hadn't peaked yet of course um so i think this is about them they're a rock band and they take a radio station hostage to force them to play their song which yeah. also a pretty good concept probably yeah, concept. maybe maybe the concept was perfected in alan partridge alpha puffer that was about a radio station <laughs> being a hostage wasn't it <laughs> I love that film. Yeah, uh, same. I wonder if there's going to be much time. crossover with this. I hope so. I've seen some stuff about like the cast of this film. I think there's going to be some good like cameos and stuff. So it's in the mid-90s and it's about a rock band. So that stuff appeals to me a little bit. It might have as good a soundtrack as Little Nicky, yeah, which would be... You and, your, you and your dad famously only like the music you like because of Little Nicky and of Little other Ni- Adam yeah. Sandler films. My dad as well, he didn't have music taste until he was 32 and he saw Little Nicky. so with all these films we usually have a little thing called a sandless scale which is a bingo sheet which has different tropes that we see in all these films like beautiful wife coca-cola product placement ripped dad bod shirtless sandler shirtless sandler singing sandler how many of these tropes do you think will be in this considering this is pre-billy madison so it's pre-happy madison isn't it so i don't know because it's still it looks very much like a comedy film and it's got comedy actors in it and stuff. So I think it probably will have a lot of those sort of regular tropes. Maybe, I mean, we might even still see an Alan Cover. It's not too early for Alan Cover, is it? He I was in know. Going Overboard and stuff. So oh, yeah, he was. we might get some of the regulars appearing, maybe in younger forms. Yeah. Probably get a Chris uh, Farley cameo. That'd be quite nice. So if anyone wants to play along at home, all you have to do is go on our Instagram at The Sandler Pit and then there's like a little bingo sheet and it has all our tropes that we found. And then just, uh, yeah, have fun, make your own. Although this is the hardest film on earth to watch <laughs> because it is. it is not on anything. Yeah, what's it? it's on one streaming service where you have to still rent it. I think it's called Chili G, Chili G sauce it's... or something. <laughs> no, don't be, don't be so fucking silly. It's chili with one L. It's a pretty spicy app, I've heard. It's the hot new thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's weird. I, I hate it when these films are, are so hidden like this. Like, we've had a few. I know Going Overboard was a bit more hard to find. Zookeeper was a really weirdly specific shit, one. Shit. And then when shit, we did shit. find it, it was in high contrast. and You couldn't see anything. Yeah. Remember I said to you, I saw loads of petitions where people were like, oh, we need an Airhead sequel. I'm going to keep, I keep that in that. mind while we're watching it, that people want a sequel 26 years later or whatever it is now. You know what? I'd actually kind of like that. If it's good, get Brendan Fraser, Adam Sandler, Steve Buscemi. They're all still good. So just bring them back. Cause like, unless they all die at the end. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> no. they all get shot for holding the radio station hostage. Yeah, maybe. Maybe they could start a band in prison, though. That'd be pretty cool. Um, That'd be good. It might be like when they did the new Bill and Ted film, though, and they just look really, like, fleshy and flabby. Oh! The first time you see Keanu Reeves without a beard, you realise why he has a beard. The male version of makeup. That's why I have a beard. (laughs) It's all under the ears, just skin. (laughs) Just soft jowls. 
All right. Well, anyway, should we uh, grab some headphones, grab a guitar, go and take some people hostage? <laughs> oh, God. And then we'll watch our heads after. <laughs> yeah, in prison, <laughs> on the bus on the way to prison. They better have chili in prison. <laughs> you are now listening to the Sandler Pit. Okay, who are you guys? My name's Pip. And we are back. We've got caps on. They're backwards. <laughs> we look sick as fuck. <laughs> when did you do that? <laughs> like <laughs> when you looked just down, went on just my phone, then... <laughs> then you turned your cap round. <laughs> I didn't even have a cap on before, but now I do. Right. You look very nice. We've watched Airheads and we're here to talk about Airheads. Yeah, we are. <laughs> <laughs> Luke Thomas is wearing a crop top. He's naked, but he's got a hat over his balls. We're back. <laughs> Luke, what is the plot of the 1994 movie Airheads? Airheads is a comedy film about Brendan Fraser, Steve Buscemi and Adam Sandler, three losers who are in a band together. Their band is called the Lone Rangers. They're desperate to become big and famous and then they decide the way to become big and famous is that they need to take a radio station hostage and get them to play their single, but they don't have the tape that has their single on it, so they can't. So they just start making demands to kind of buy time and that's pretty much it for the whole film. Mm -hmm. What did you think of Airheads? Actually, I didn't mind it. I feel like it was a bit of a coming off of a lot of other films that are kind of, I don't want to be horrible because they're all films, but like they all feel like nothing films really. Mm. And I don't think this is like a big improvement on that. I think out of the ones we've watched recently, I probably prefer this at the moment, but I can't think of many like massively big laughs and stuff, but I feel like this was quite a nice, for the most part, harmless watch. Quite an easy watch. It was like fucking like 87 minutes long or something, wasn't it? Yeah, Which is sure. quite refreshing compared to some of the hour and 50 Netflix ones that we've watched, like Murder Mystery and whatever. Actually, no, that was only an hour and 37 <laughs> minutes, I think. But Still very short. Yeah, I think for the most part, I liked it. It was very 90s, almost late 80s, it felt like, but very sort of MTV, quite outdated, really, isn't it? A lot of the mm. stuff that's classed as cool in this. For the most part, I quite enjoyed it really or at least found it an easy watch not infuriating like quite a lot of the films we've we've had i don't know whether i would rush to ever watch it again but i don't regret that i did watch it yeah how do you feel about it i don't know i watched it i didn't laugh once it ended i was like fine like this was honestly more shakes the clowns area for me like not as bad as that but it wasn't very interesting. It was fine, but I feel like the premise was a short film premise and they pad out the middle bit hugely and it kind of starts becoming a bit dull. But I do like the concepts and I like the performances, but this was just nothing for me. Like I didn't I didn't laugh once. There was no no jokes that stood out to me. There was nothing weird or massively interesting. It was just fine. Mm. The only thing that stood out to me was Adam Sandler looking fucking so fit. <laughs> Yeah, he's a weird one in this because he's quite like he's <laughs> he's quite um he's like obviously quite sexy, but he's also quite cute. It's a hell of a balance. <laughs> <laughs> that is like one of the biggest jokes I think in this. Not a joke, but like a kind of funny subplot is that they're like, oh, how does he do it? Because he's just a massive idiot. Yeah, I feel like he doesn't say a single full sentence in this film, yeah. even though he's like probably the third main character. But he's just like seducing a woman while they're holding this place hostage, right? Yeah, but it's because, because he's just so lovable. He's so, 
he's so hot and cute at the same time <laughs> i texted you while while i was watching it like there's one shot of this that's gonna blow your mind and it was that awesome. horrible bit where he stands up and he's just butt naked but he has a little tiny <laughs> hat over his balls <laughs> it is weird because we have said before how uncomfortable we find it when adam sandler has sex like in funny people that's awful that mm. sex scene and in spanglish that's awful here i was like yeah yeah come on <laughs> Yeah. He's so cute. <laughs> he really has. I don't know. He's got something in this one, hasn't he? He's got something in this one, definitely. Uh, his outfits are amazing. So he has like a, a little backwards cap. But it, what is that? It doesn't have a rim. It's a rimless hat, I think. They're, I think they're the worst hat. kind of hats. But he pulls it off. He has yeah. a, a rimless hat, a shaved head, like stubble, a six pack, and like crop tops and stuff. And it's like, where the hell do you get off wearing stuff like that and actually pulling it off? Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's weird. Like, where's this guy been in all the other films? He's called Pip, isn't he? Pip. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, like that, as well. that that works. That name, Pip, and he's a pool cleaner. Yeah, he's a pool cleaner. He has like little tattoos, a little necklace, and stuff. Is this taking the spot of the hottest Sandler from Zohan? <laughs> I think it could, to be honest. You could believe that this man is Zohan's son, couldn't you? <laughs> Definitely. But that's it. Who are we taking? Are we taking Daddy's at <laughs> Daddy Zohan or Young Son Pip? <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's down to personal preference at that point, but. He's high up there, isn't he? He is. If anyone's listening to this podcast right now, and you've not seen the film, just quickly Google Adam Sandler airheads just to get an idea of what we're talking about. It's probably worth saying that is he looks this good in this film that we're both straight men and we're losing our minds here. We're losing <laughs> our minds. This man has a wedding coming up. If anything was ever going to give me cold feet, it was seeing Adam Sandler in this film, wasn't it? <laughs> it's going to be funny because you're going to be at the altar. you got a priest. Yeah. <laughs> so you're there and the priest is going to be like, if anyone has any objections, let them speak now forever hold their peace. And then suddenly Adam Sandler's going to swig in and his little crop top. And his oh, little you just hear some, uh, cap. some ominous drum turn around it's Pip and you can run off with Pip oh my god it's Pip everyone you understand that's Pip (laughs) god this is so weird why why are we like this fair enough he does look good how did it feel seeing Brendan Fraser in a film he's the he's the lead in this what was his name again Chester or Chuck or something uh Chaz Chaz Um, but it turns out he's got a fake identity turns out a fake identity because he was a nerd who played Dungeons and Dragons at school or whatever I love the idea that this is him as the cool guy (laughs) yeah (laughs) he's still really lame I've, I never knew there would be like um because rockers aren't like cool, are they? <laughs> no, I've never considered them cool. They're I feel like in our nerds. in our time it's like that, isn't it? It's like there was that weird divide when we were growing up that was like everyone was either a chav or an emo, weren't they? Yeah, but neither or, would or, probably admit it, I guess. Or, or a mosher. Were you ever a mosher? No, nah, I think we were probably a bit before that. Like in our time, you know, we were a bit um, more progressive down here, I suppose. <laughs> You're all moshing with you your have, Walkmans. You didn't have moshers. We, we had moshers. I tried to join the moshers, but they wouldn't have me. You had to be this tall to ride. Why didn't they let you in? I don't know. They were like, well, I thought, oh, I can be a mosher. And then I went to one like gig where everyone was moshing. They were all ripping each other's tops off. And I was like, oh. I didn't realise you had to ask to be, what, in a mosh pit? Yeah, you have to get like a little, you have to join the club. A little bit like a mason. <laughs> <laughs> you go to a, mosh, a little gig and you're like, 
pulling up your trouser leg and doing a secret handshake. I didn't, reala- I didn't realise that. <laughs> it's um, different in Sheffield. That would explain yeah. why I kept getting pushed out of the mosh pits when I used to go to them <laughs> when I was in my teeth. I went to see Papa Roach with my friend. Yeah, Nico, who you met at the... Well, you've met a few times. Some like loser was like filming it on their phone. And I remember I got pushed over and I fell over in a mosh pit. <laughs> it was on YouTube. I found it. I was very disappointed when I saw it. Luckily, I, I had remember, such long hair, it concealed my identity. I remember seeing uh, there was this... I can't remember what gig it was. It was in Sheffield in Corp. And it was this... I think it was Yashin or something like that. There was this horrible boy in my ear called... German. You can quack out <laughs> name. but he had like piercings all over his chest and stuff but he was also like covered in acne and i've seen him in this mosh pit and then someone swung or something and had like a sleeve or something it went over his chest ripped all the piercings out and all this pus and blood exploded <laughs> out of his chest yeah i've heard that's a cure for acne isn't it that's, that's one of the most disgusting things i've ever seen in my life the cure for acne is getting excessively off pulled with out sleeve. pulled out with metal and but as you were saying, Brendan Fraser, yeah, he's in this. He was fine. He, this isn't as good as I us- he usually is, I don't think. Yeah, he's quite a downbeat character, I, I would say. Yeah, yeah. He's quite shy, I suppose, which is a strange choice for the lead, I think. But he's kind of balanced by how over-the-top Steve Buscemi is, I suppose. Mm. But I think he's Steve- quite hard to root for, isn't he, old Brendan Fraser? His characters, you don't really get it's- to know him that well. It's a bit like the benchwoman's dynamic a little bit. So you've got like this kind of straight guy in the middle who's like the most ordinary and then the two weirder characters who get more jokes. And that's mm-hmm. kind of like it is in, in this. But yeah, it's kind of hard to root for. He's not particularly very interesting. I preferred um, Steve Buscemi's character and Adam Sandler's. They were both really good. Yeah. Well, you've got one that's quite sort of scrappy, like a rat, isn't he? Steve Buscemi. And then you've got the sexy hunk. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's all you need. That's our dynamic. You're like a little horrible ratty man. And I'm yeah, a exactly. sexy hunk. <laughs> <laughs> I'm perfect balance of sexy and cute. <laughs> that's disgusting. A sexy cute man would never say that. <laughs> I've got a note that says Brendan Fraser is so tall. He's got a lizard tattoo like Luke Thomas. Oh my God. I wrote. <laughs> He's got your exact an, tattoo, hasn't it? I wrote almost an identical note. I wrote, oh my God, he has a lizard tattoo exactly like mine, which isn't a lizard. For people listening, I have a tattoo on my arm. It's an otter, but it looks exactly like. <laughs> So my first tattoo I ever got, because my grandma's maiden name's Otter. I was, I was Is like it? I didn't know that was why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking should feel bad for the amount of mockery. You've met That's my grandma. That's a fake grandma. name. That's a fake surname, Otter. Well, I know. Imagine being called Otter and then marrying a man called Thomas as their surname. How shit's that? You'd keep it as the full name, wouldn't you? Otter Thomas. Yeah. I'd have been like, could have been Luke Otter Thomas, right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I'd have a double barrel from, like, my grandma. It's mad, because then he would have the otter tattoo on one arm and then Thomas the Tank Engine on the other. (laughs) (laughs) So I have this, and then immediately everyone was like, oh, it looks like a lizard. So that's that's it. And everyone always says it looks like like a a cock. Yeah, oh, I was just about to say, it looks like a cock. (laughs) It does a little bit. Now it's got more tattoos around it, though. It's not as noticeable. But when I just had that one, it was Mm. a big cock. (laughs) 
little like cock like dangling down from his sleeve. Yeah, did you like his lizard tattoo then? Um, yeah, <laughs> I saw it and I went, oh no, Terry's go. gonna have written that. There's like a little comment, his little snide little notebook, <laughs> <laughs> my little horrible, mean little book. I feel like there's been quite a few times where I've made horrible jokes about that tattoo, but we've kind of um, chilled out on it. Yeah, it was. It, this was mainly like 2015. That was your era. Yeah, your little. I think I remember saying a... it was. Um, what was it? It was the logo for. There was like a Mexican food chain. Was it Chiquitos? <laughs> had the exact same logo. <laughs> so everyone got a Chiquitos like Really, 2015 was your peak. It was like you were at live at the Apollo. <laughs> <Talking Yeah. about laughs> I was doing jokes to anyone that would listen. <laughs> Good lord. There's so they're the main three. There's also like a load of supporting characters and loads of cameo appearances from people I didn't expect to see. So there's Michael McKean. McKean? Yeah, Michael McKean. He's back again. He was in Little Nicky. He, he was. He's famously in uh, the film Spinal Tap which I'm sure was like a huge kind of inspiration for this. Um, yeah, I think there's a Spinal Tap poster in this at some point. I read in the trivia. I didn't see it. Yeah, yeah I also didn't see that, but I saw that in the trivia as well. What did you think of Michael McKean? Uh, I quite liked him in this. He had like a horrible long ponytail, which was quite funny. He kept getting like pulled around by it and stuff. He's just a that typical scummy, like he's the head of the radio station, right? And yeah. he wants to bring in like easy listening and stuff. I kind of, he was the butt of most of their jokes, wasn't he? He was getting sort of like, like slapped around and stuff and he was fine he did the job I think it's the same thing we said in Little Nicky like it's good to see him he kind of convinces you but he doesn't have anything to work with in this that makes the most of his like how good his comedy is usually yeah I think that he, I don't know he had a certain like sleaze which I kind of liked and I think yeah. the other guy who had like a little horrible beard they were both very sleazy 80s mm. style the typical business style, they like, were the man yeah we're, they were the man we were all we're saying fuck you to the man because that's essentially the plot of this, isn't it? Like, people love them because they're saying fuck you to the man. Mm. Uh, it's a weird message, though, the film is like, oh, it doesn't matter if you commit crime as long as you, your name gets goes down history and then everything works out for the airheads. <laughs> like, they're fine. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what the message is by the end of it. It's a bit mangled, isn't it, by the end? Yeah, I, d- I guess it is pretty punk what they do, isn't it? It would be infamous, but I don't know if people would really like it to that extent. I don't know if I wanted it a little bit darker. Have them die. <laughs> like Steve Buscemi accidentally kills someone. He uses the yeah. wrong gun and like blows Michael McKean's head off. I don't know. That I don't would think... have been... I feel like it make it a bit darker. Have them all die. At the end, when they're all like, they're really famous, their album does well. I'm like, oh, What if why? one of them was Buscemi character who's a bit more of a loose cannon accidentally took it too far and then yeah. they had to get someone else at the radio station to play bass for them? <laughs> that, that might have been really it could have good. Been good. Like, obviously, his character's like a bit untapped. He has the idea of holding up the station with these fake guns. What if the revelation that they're actually real guns and he actually wants to kill someone or he's gone crazy? Mm. That had a few more stakes in the second half and like his performance would have matched that i just feel like this could have been a bit darker and that made it maybe a bit more interesting because even though it's all about taking on the man it's really toothless and there's not really any stakes like you don't feel like the airheads are ever in trouble yeah even though they're committing mass crime i think it's it's strange because that middle act is padded out but also feels quite rushed to get to that point Mm. i think i'd have liked to have seen a bit more of him before it because like pip for example we see his abs but we only really get to see him a little bit at the start don't we yeah exactly he doesn't really really get a big introduction or whatever might be good to see him all on their own first and then come together so maybe like 
him at his pool job, the other guy at his shop job or whatever. Yeah, then... like you could have had like Pip at his pool job with no top on or something, like just like scrubbing yeah. really deep in the pool. and Really, really deep. He's got like oil <laughs> on him from the pool because the pool's so dirty. Like he's really so dirty. He needs to really clean it. <laughs> Deep. <laughs> and then Steve Buscemi's just like I don't know he works in a toy shop or something doesn't yeah, he yeah let's get back to Pip <laughs> so he's cleaning the pool and then he realises his van's really dirty as well so he has to clean that as well he has to clean his van and he realizes, oh, no he's run out of cloths he needs to use his trunks so he takes his trunks <laughs> He's only wearing little leather leather chaps. <laughs> all he's got is his hat. His hat's just all that's left. He has to strap it onto his penis again. Oh, no. <laughs> and just make that the film. Done. I'd give that a castle rating. <laughs> so stupid. That would have been really nice. The guy with the little beard that you mentioned, he's the one that's going to give them like a recording Rocking contract. Deal. He's played by the guy from Breakfast Club, the one who's like a bit of a, a creep in that. Yeah, the one who puts yeah. his arm up. And, uh, I didn't know that. He's, yeah. yeah, it's that guy. He's fine as a smarmy businessman. Again, I think they kind of work, but I think maybe you could combine those two characters, the Michael McKean one and yeah. that guy. They, I don't feel like they needed to really be separate. Yeah, they really didn't need a separate one at all. Then... There's also who else have we got in this film? There's actually there's, fucking there's loads of characters. Lot. The guy who's the DJ, yeah, I quite like him. Is he Fat Tony in The Simpsons? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Joe Montana is that his name? Joe yeah, Mon- I quite liked him. I thought he was quite a likable character because he kind of at first he's a bit apprehensive about the airheads, and then by the end he fucking loves them, doesn't he? He does. He loves them. Goes yeah, against his horrible boss, doesn't he? I think he freaks out because he's going to lose his job, doesn't he? So he starts just thinking, "Fuck it, rock yeah, and roll, rock and roll." Am I right? We've also got Kramer from Seinfeld uh, Michael Richards in this um, I've not watched Seinfeld but is that the guy who's climbing through the pipes through the whole film yeah that was my favourite yeah. subplot I think just seeing this man just keep we love the ones when people constantly hurt themselves and I think this one was <laughs> I don't know it was pretty funny it was alright yeah yeah he's Michael Richards like yeah, let's not talk about this stuff. Do you know about, like... I don't know who he is, really. Um, He went on stage about 15 years ago, and he went mad because people were heckling him, and he just started screaming the N-word, like, a hundred times. And then at the Comedy Factory. Yeah, really bad. And now it's kind of tarnished Seinfeld's legacy and all that. Oh, um, really? Was he a big character yeah. in Seinfeld, then? He's the, one of the main characters. He's is he Seinfeld? No, nah, he's Kramer. He's the neighbour. <laughs> Fucking oh, okay. hell. Watch my... Seinfeld. You said he was the main guy in it, so I thought you might have been Seinfeld. I said he's one of the four main guys. We know Seinfeld. He's only threw money at strippers last week. <laughs> Do I have to say it? That guy. Do I have to say it? <laughs> but yeah, Michael Richards, though, like not talking about the context of him now, but like at the time, he's a, he's a good physical performer and like. Kramer, that's like his whole stick is just rah, rah, kind of doing that. And he does that a lot. He's stuck in an air vent for a lot of the film. Yeah, he comes up. There's a point when he's got contact with the police and I think the police drop him a gun and you just see his like, little head come up a chimney. I quite like that. I thought that was, that was pretty decent. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. Who else is in this? Uh, fucking David Arquette's in this for like a tiny role. I'm like, why are you in this? We've completed the Arquette trilogy now, haven't we, I guess? We've yeah. had Patricia, we've had Alexis, and now we've got David. Oh, All three yeah, cool. Did yeah, I was think thinking, like, I feel like David Arquette's one of those people because, was he in Friends? Yeah, he was in one episode of Friends. Oh, he was only in one episode. Well, he, was like... married to, uh, he was married to Courtney Cox. Hmm. I feel like he's one of those people whose name I know, but I couldn't picture for the life of me. 
I've seen I've seen like Scream and stuff. I know he's in. He's in Scream. He's in some other stuff. <laughs> I've probably seen things with him, but do you know, like he's one of those famous names that everyone knows. But I feel like I couldn't tell you anything really about him, to be honest. Other than like me neither. His family are in lots of stuff, but um, you know, he's another one like that, John Cusack. Yeah, what's he? Hot Time him. Machine. Yeah, he's in Hot Time Machine. <laughs> he's in fucking loads of things, but I don't know a single thing about him. Anything. There's except, there are a few like that, aren't there? Except a little bit of trivia. He was uh, John Cusack was going to play the Brendan Fraser character originally. Oh right, okay. Um, yeah, John Cusack. I'm always like, yeah, you exist. Your sister was Jesse in Toy Story. He's a good actor, probably. He's in being John Malkovich. Is Joan Cusack his sister? Yeah. From School of Rock? Yeah. And The Office, when she turns out to be Erin's mum in the finale for two seconds. Yeah. <laughs> I watched that the other day. I didn't just Did know you? that off the top of my head. I was going to say, that's weird. <laughs> David Arquette, fine. Didn't pay attention to him. Let's rattle out the rest of them. We've got Ernie Hudson and Chris Farley. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's two One cops. of the two Ghostbusters, Ernie Hudson, in this film. Yeah, because we've also got Harold Ramis appears. This film's got so many fucking people in it. It's Do you weird. think they thought that this was going to be massive? I think they did. I think they thought this was going to be a, a comedy hit of the summer mm. because there's a lot of comedy actors in this. Yeah. Uh, Chris Farley is fine in this. Yeah, it's I didn't mind seeing him in it. Talking of moshers, which we did a second ago, it was quite <laughs> cool seeing Chris Farley just get pushed around in a mosh pit. I think that scene was one of the bits where I did actually laugh, was a guy comes up to him and like rips his police badge off and bites it, and he's like, what are you going to do now? And then Chris Farley rips this man's nipple piercing out, and he goes, improvise! <laughs> I thought that was quite good. It was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's in it. Ernie Hudson, yeah, he's, he's the guy, but I don't really have anything to say about anything. He didn't do much, did he, Ernie Hudson? He was just kind of there, but quite, a, I guess, another likable presence. I don't think anyone in this was like remarkably bad, were they? No, no one was bad in this, were they? <clears throat> and then we've had a few, we had a few cameos Alan Covert, Lemmy, Rob Zombie, quite a few. We haven't seen Alan Covert in forever, have we? We have not. And, and even in this, you don't really see him. Looks I had a moment of being like, is that Alan Covert? And I had to pause it to have a proper look. But yeah, it is him. It's a young Alan Covert with his whole life ahead of him. We've got one more cameo, which is a cameo we've had before. It was a long time ago, but you said you hated it. It's the Beavis and Butthead cameo. Oh, yeah. I hate Beavis and Butthead. <laughs> you hate him. <laughs> we basically are them at this point. It's, it's like the Rick and Morty of the 90s. Like It's just jokes about people going... <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, they they very famously are in the final scene of Sandy Wexler. <laughs> Sandy Wexler. Arguably the greatest the credits. after credits. <laughs> you never know. Just like about 10. I want to say 20 minutes of them talking. Yeah, I don't think they say any words, but they do go. Yeah. Is that more British than American? <laughs> yeah, Beavis and Butter are the shit, aren't they? Yeah, and the shit in this, they appear and I'm like, oh God, I don't care. But I think up. that's what this whole film is though, isn't it? It's all MTV back when it was actually music i guess the 90s mm. late 80s yeah. mtv turned 40 the other day really yeah um, don't care <laughs> don't think there's any part of this mtv culture i give a shit about so i technically work for mtv do you actually oh yeah you do who else did we have um, we had a, brendan fraser's girlfriend what about her yeah that's weird because i was just about to say did all girlfriends in 90s films why do they all throw shit out of the window is that a thing yeah, i have heard it was a thing in the 90s apparently there was barely any windows intact in town like dirty work and i swear a bunch of films have like 
the main character kind of uh, out on the street and then a, a girl like throwing all his clothes out the window going fuck you you fucking idiot get a job you dickhead yeah like, throw like record players and stuff it happens every time I um, wonder what started it because that's like was the 90s like the generation of the slacker yeah probably that's it must like be. grunge and like oh let's lay about and, and play Super Mario Brothers 3 yeah. <laughs> I don't know. What's Super Mario World on the SNES? I think that's a bit older, to be honest. I think the 90s might have been like playing Doom. Yeah, let's play Crash Bandicoot and uh, listen to Nirvana. Oh, God, that sounds like fun, doesn't it? That sounds quite good, doesn't it? That sounds sick. Let's do it. Pretty good afternoon. Um, Yeah, yeah, you're right. I think that is a very tropey kind of thing. The girlfriend relationship in this one is a bit shit, isn't it? It's like they break up, argue, she brings him something, they get back together and then they argue again. I preferred um, the love interest of Adam Sandler's character. I don't remember her name. That was funnier because it just wasn't like taking over the whole story, was it, as well? Yeah. It was was like seeded straight away, wasn't it? As soon as he appeared. As soon as she saw that fucking body, she was just like, Jesus Christ. (laughs) As soon as she saw that little crop top, she was like, fuck. Not many men can wear a rimless hat, but that boy's got it. If I wore that exact outfit, I'd look (laughs) such a cunt. And you looked like you'd uh, pitched yourself at a theme park and had to wear the like lost and found clothes. <laughs> <laughs> I bet me and Adam Sandler are the same age in this film. Yeah, when was he born? Sixty-six. He, no, he's older than us. He's older than us in this film. Depends. How old is he in this? Yeah. I don't know. I guess like twenty-eight. So he's probably around a year older than us, and he's got a six-pack and a crop top and a little rimless hat. What do we have? <sighs> well, he didn't. He wasn't living in post-Brexit Britain, was he? <laughs> That's True, that's true. I just he was, oh. he was in MTV land in the 90s in America, so he had everything. Hey. When I was watching this film, did you think when it actually got to the part when they were taking the station hostage, had they spoken about a plan for that? Or did it just no, happen? I don't I don't know. I felt like I think I, that's why I didn't quite like it. They didn't it seemed to rush, but it also took a long time. I wanted a montage of like them putting down like a piece of paper and working out like the blueprints and stuff. Mm. I know that's not really the point. They were just winging it, weren't they? But it would have been good to have seen that, I think. I think it would yeah, have definitely I'd, helped. I'd have liked to have seen more of them before they go to the radio station. Like let's I think they hold the place hostage <laughs> about 20 minutes in. I I think it should have been like 40 minutes in. Yeah, about halfway through would have probably been good because you've got to suspend a lot of disbelief that there was that many police around that weren't like going to just storm the building because of two guys with guns. Yeah, exactly. They probably and would have just gone in, wouldn't they? I think you mentioned in our intro, but Alpha Popper, I think, really handles the balance way better than this does. Like there's there's a lot of him before uh, mm. and then during like there's stakes that well not really but it's it's funny and it does a lot of jokes does a lot of things like when his assistants just tied up with loads of tape stuff like that like isn't there a bit when the guy's got like a saucepan on his head and like the guns fed into the saucepan to like shoot his head (laughs) that's because there's a threat in that film there's an antagonist or there's something happening that warrants our attention here the three airheads are all sound the only threat is the man yeah, the the man, big, the big boss. Man. But all they want to do is give them money and sign them up to a record deal. So it's like, who gives a shit? I kind of liked that whole dynamic at the end that they hadn't heard his song and whatever. That was quite kind of interesting, but like it kind of happens and then that's it, isn't it? Yeah. You know, they get, he gets signed and he's like, oh no, I don't want to be signed if you haven't heard my song. But then they they talk him around anyway, don't they? He doesn't stick yeah. to his guns with it. It's a shame because I, enjoy, I did enjoy this film. But I don't know if I just enjoyed it because... I'm thinking back to all the other ones that, that I like actively hated, whereas this one was like 
you know when we say they're a bit bland but i didn't think that this was i didn't i didn't find it boring enough you know i think because it's so breezy i suppose shakes the clown i know you compared it to that but i think shakes the clown was actively bad as well as being boring yeah the whole film made me feel ill because it was so sticky and sweaty looking yeah this one like you look at the screen and there's usually at least one person on it screen is fit Yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole film. And he makes enough of an impact that in the scenes when Pip isn't in it, you're still thinking about Pip. You're still thinking, where's Pip? There was the bit when they were in prison and um, Steve Buscemi started like humping the guitar while he was playing it. And then there was some Mm. men like lusting over him when he did it. Did you see that bit? I did see that bit. Right by the end. like the last... Last shot of the film. I found that a bit unbelievable because it wasn't Pip doing it. (laughs) Isn't it weird that they only got three months in prison? I feel like they should have got way more. Yeah, what do you think the situation was? Did some, did like, they just decide they're not going to press charges? I don't know, but like, Massive waste of police time. Yeah. Like, and the money for that is alone. Low. There is one that part. Alone, five. Yeah, you'd yeah. think for a few years, wouldn't you? There's one part when the police airdrop a fucking huge stage in by, <laughs> by like a war helicopter. <laughs> Sounds like fucking shit. <laughs> <laughs> what are their demands? They want a big baby bottle and a nude of B. Arthur from, um, from Golden Girls and stuff. Sadly, no longer <laughs> with us. Adam <laughs> Sellers. <laughs> Staring at her naked body and picture, like, ooh, rest in peace. <laughs> I know you said you didn't laugh, but there was one bit with Pip that I found funny. It was when they asked his what his demands were when he was taking the hostages, and he said, "Oh, I don't want anything. I just, I just want to be able to go outside. <laughs> he just wanted to leave. <laughs> he kind of just didn't know what he was there for." Did you not like the bit when they were trying to get him to be aggressive, and he was like, "Move over there, please," holding his little gun. That was quite good. Yeah, I liked all the bits of Adam Sandler in this film. I didn't laugh, though, at anything, mm. but it was all fine. Whatever. I've got a note that says Bashemi is constantly flexing his horrible little muscles. <laughs> what did you think about that? Yeah, I mean, fair he play. Is, isn't so it? do I. That's all I do. I'm like, <laughs> wow, let's, let's go over there. <laughs> <laughs> He's really wiry and little in this, but every time that he wants people's attention, he starts basically doing like the robot, but flexing his guns while he does it. I do like Steve Buscemi. I can't, I can't deny it. I think this might be one of my favourite performances of him in these films. He's really good in this. He's good. Um, I think he elevates it for sure. Yeah. Do you have any trivia that you want to say about this film? I heard one thing. You might have seen this as well, but apparently the car park that a lot of this film takes place in is the same car park as the one from the Nakatomi Plaza from Die Hard. I didn't know that. I'm pretty certain I read that. Or or maybe no, I've just made it up. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. Let's look. It was on IMDb. This film does share a lot of DNA with Die Hard. It's pretty much the exact same film, isn't it? So It is pretty much the exact same film because my favourite part of Die Hard is when Adam Sandler's getting ridden by a woman. <laughs> While the guy from Seinfeld is in the the guy from Seinfeld's like, Ugh! And he accidentally like, butts heads with Bruce Willis while they're both going through the pipes. <laughs> it's exactly the same film. Yeah, filmed at Fox Plaza 2121 Avenue of the Stars, Century City, Los Angeles. The building shares a parking lot with the one used as Nakatomi Plaza in Die Hard. There you go. Really good. Strong is the brand new single from Joe Tyrone, produced by Mike Shinoda of Lincoln Park, streaming everywhere now. I'm not always gonna be as strong as I am. So you said before we started recording this that you came up with an idea for a sequel. Yeah. Is that true? Um, yeah, I had a bit of one. I thought this would oh, be God. quite good. God, I think the sequel would be a mockumentary about a super fan getting the band back together. I think that's it's very generic. It's been done before. 
but it will be done again. So why not? Is the superfan going to get them hostage to make a new album? <gasps> I twist, didn't think, twist, twist, I didn't twist. Think of that, but that is a, a really good idea. But who would be the lead? And I've got an idea. I think, um, what's his name? Andy Sandberg. I was just about to say Andy Sandberg. <laughs> Even yes. him or uh, Adam Devine. Okay, no, not definitely not Adam <laughs> Devine. So you've got Andy Samberg, and he's kind of like a lame nerd guy. And then he's doing a mockumentary about his favourite band ever, the Lone Rangers, and how badass they were holding up the station 30 fucking years ago and how much he loves them. And he's like, but they've broken up now. The band's not together. I'm going to get them back together. And then he gets them back together with fucking guns. And then he actually shoots someone. <laughs> He's actually crazy. There's a fourth like, member. Oh. There's like a new member, and it's Nick Swardson. He plays the saxophone. <laughs> He's like, "Were you there when they uh, took over the, the radio station?" And Nick Swardson's yeah, like, "Yes, yeah. I was. Uh, I was in the crowd. I was, I was part of the band. I've always been part of the band." <laughs> he was in the crowd, and but he f- says that he was there as if he was in the band, and then he just gets shot in the head. Yeah, that'd be good. <laughs> <laughs> this is actually a really good idea. What would the title be? I don't know. What would the title Airheads, be? Airheads 2? <laughs> yeah, maybe, yeah, yeah. The second piece. Rocking on. <laughs> I would actually love that. But no one would care that it's a sequel to the fucking Airheads. Yeah. That no one's seen. But imagine if they got loads of, like, good talking heads and stuff as well from, like, really famous people that were acting like they loved Airheads. They loved yeah. the band. And then... This um, is exactly like the film Popstar Never Stop Stopping. Yeah, which is a great film. Rather than Murderer. <laughs> <laughs> so imagine how good it would be if there was like a good subplot for jokes would be like loads of urban myths about what actually did happen on that on that night yeah. in the station. If there's like rumors that they like summoned the dev the devil to help them and shit like that. This is actually really that good. they did actually kill someone. All of that stuff. There could have been so many good strands for rumors. And it would also go into like that kind of plot would go into like fan culture and upset like people being obsessed and yeah, it'd fit the themes of this one that they yeah. don't really follow through well, on. We could tie them up nicely. Have you seen Black Widow? Oh uh, yeah, you know like when the Red Guardian's getting into his Red Guardian outfit, we could have a hit <laughs> into his crop top, <laughs> his gut hanging out, like putting on his little hat. He's like I it still that. fits, and he's just wearing it like around his neck. <laughs> You could have Brendan Fraser. He's become like a, a businessman. So he's wearing a suit. Oh, yeah. He's got short hair now. So. Mm-hmm. And then you could have Adam Sandler's exactly the same. And he's working back at the pool. But he's like the pool manager. And then Steve Buscemi, I don't even know. He runs he's, a shooting range. Yeah, he's resorted to a life of crime. Oh, no, he has a, he has a, he has a hot pepper sauce company. <laughs> oh, It'd be very I, good. It, I would actually watch it, though. That's actually a great idea for a sequel. That's yeah. Come on, make it happen. I think they happen, should. Madison. They should make like, it happen before it's too late. That sounds a bit threatening. That's a bit threatening. <laughs> Let's go on to our sexy sandler scale. A big sexy sandler scale. Uh, how did you do this week? Do you know what? I actually did really, really well in this. Surprisingly, my bingo wasn't early, but I got seven out of nine ticked off which is quite surprising. So my line was logo on screen. There was a Sony box TV which was, I think, probably the oldest Sony product that we've seen. They were watching, like, the news on it or something. I can't remember. Right at the start. Montage. There was, like, a montage of all the chaos that was happening in the studio. They were just, like, rocking out while the Kramer guy was, like, crawling around like a rat on the floor through these little holes. (laughs) (laughs) Shouting Sandler was my bingo. Actually, no, I I think that montage was the one where I ticked it for, but... I had shouting Sandra as well. Quite early on, Steve Buscemi gives him like this crash test dummy toy that he must have wanted for some reason. And when he sees it, he's yeah. like, Mama! He shouts Mama and he starts kissing this doll. Do you remember that? <laughs> 
I don't really remember that. Honestly, yeah. I watched this last night and I'm still like, I don't really recall anything. That must anything. have been before he sort of caught your attention. I think he was fully clothed at this point. Gibberish. <laughs> I ticked. There's a bit when David Arquette says something like, well, hey, well, hey, shahashi, or something like that. I don't know. Cameo, Harold Ramis. I think there was, maybe could have counted Alan Clover, but that's not really much of a surprise yeah. these days. Fart joke. They say about Pip farting on a snare drum and recording it. Quite good. Fantastic. And reference to weed, there's a line about someone that used to blow bong hits constantly, apparently. Um, so you've got fucking loads this week. Mm-hmm, got all of those. I didn't tick Kid Gets Hurt because I think kids came off relatively unscathed and I didn't tick Flashback because there wasn't any flashbacks as far as I'm aware. Well, get you. That's very good. Quite a few. Uh, I- my bingo is 41 f- minutes as well, by the way. In case I didn't Fantastic. Say that. Well, well, it doesn't matter because I didn't get a bingo. Uh, I did fucking terrible this week. Oh. I got three. So I got Outdated Reference, which is the whole film. Yeah, fair enough. I got Alan Covert as the police officer. And then I got Big Shorts, which Adam Sandler is wearing. Mm-hmm. He's wearing a little, little top, but he's wearing Big Shorts. Big Shorts. Yeah. I didn't, didn't get Violent Kids, didn't get Dream Sequence, didn't get Horrible Voice, didn't get Maniac Villain, didn't get Old Joke, didn't get Joke About Being Illiterate. There's no Maniac Villain in this. And there could have been in Steve Buscemi. Mm-hmm. The man isn't a maniac. The man is controlled. I want to say that the man might be a maniac. And I'll tell you why. God, tell me why the man is a maniac. The man wants to take away our rights. We just want to chill out and rock out. No, I'm joking. Um, (laughs) There's a part when Michael McKean's character is tied up. He's being taken hostage by these guys that at the time they think have machine guns. There's six other people whose lives are at stake and he's on the phone to an advert company trying to sell them airtime. And I'll make him a maniac. He's putting people's lives on the line there. All right, okay, I'll cross maniacs. Still don't have a line. He wants to get out of there as well, doesn't he? He's willing to put himself ahead of like these women and young guys and stuff. Yeah, so very shit for me. Uh, this week yeah there wasn't there just wasn't many of those like mad jokes that we usually see was there so i'm not surprised that you didn't get lots i think some of mine were probably a bit of a a bit of a stretch i guess yeah so luke are you going to take this film and take it hostage into the uh into the sandler castle uh, where you'll fuck it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> on a settee whilst it wears a little hat and nothing else or Whoa. or is it going to reveal that this was actually a bit of a dud the guns don't work and you're going to throw it outside for the police to arrest it and throw it into the Sandler pit where it'll rot forever where are you putting this film? I think this is yet again for like the fifth week in a row it's very on the fence but there wasn't a point in this where I was like I wish I wasn't bothering watching this. I mean, by by the time it finished, I was kind of indifferent to it. And I still am, even after we've spoken about it. It wasn't, wasn't like reinventing the wheel, nothing original, nothing that impressive or whatever. But I didn't feel bored or anything too negative. I didn't feel anything massively positive, but I didn't feel anything too negative either. I think there was enough decent stuff that I wanted to see what happened by the end of it. The story was okay. Concept wasn't taken as far as it definitely should have been. But none of these other films have a character as sexy as Pip. For that reason, and that reason alone, this is going into the prison of the castle. <laughs> oh, it's like they are at the, the end dungeon. of the film. <laughs> They're just going to be performing their little song in the dungeon of the castle, yeah. Nice. Yeah, I didn't really like it. It was fine. Uh, I feel like the concept was all right. Performances were all right, but it kind of lacked something, but I'm not exactly sure what it was. But I'm still going to put it in the castle because it was fine. It didn't do anything that bad. It doesn't do anything outlandishly awful. It's got a 
fairly fine story. It just could have been a lot better. And I'm just mm. I'm just waiting out for the sequel of Andy Sandberg. But yeah, like you, I was very impressed by Pip. I was very <laughs> taken with him. Very aroused that, by Pip. That we've got to put it in the castle. He's the castle pinup. If we have the sexy Sandler, and this one's now taken the crown as the sexiest Sandler we've ever had, automatically goes in the castle. Yeah, you can't deny that. So... <laughs> Airheads is into the castle, not very high into the castle. Um, so should we have a very quick Sandler game? Yeah, go on then. Because I couldn't be bothered to do anything that interesting. I'm just doing that uh, 20 questions. I've got a Sandler supporting character from oh, nice. any of the films, so we've done loads of them. There's no theme. We've got 20 questions. They're all hard. Oh, uh, You said this is a quick one, but that sounds like it might take a while. I mean, I've got five written down, but we can do three. All right. And if you get this character's name, I'm sure you'll get the actor, but you'll never get their actual name. I think for most of these, the names are pretty hard to get, actually. Right, right okay. I'll take actors, though, because you'll know the characters from the actor. Okay. All right. Number one. Okay. Am I male? Yes. Am I played by one of the Happy Madison regulars? No. Fuck. Am I played by a well-known comedic actor? Hmm. Yes. It's a bit subjective, though, that bit. Mm. Am I in a film from the 90s? No. Okay. Am I in a Netflix original film? Mm, no. Uh, are you counting how many questions I'm asking as well, by the way? Yeah. No. Okay, cool. Am I a maniac? Yes. Right. Okay. In my opinion, yes. So a man who's a maniac kind of a well-known comedy actor but that's subjective and my friends with adam sandler in the film yeah no so an antagonist you would you would you say maybe am i a big part of this film no i've no fucking clue i don't know what i'm what i'm going on about here um, <laughs> <laughs> am i in a adam sandler led film yes is this a film from the early 2000s? No. Right. Am I Joel McHale's character in Blended? Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Where did that come from? The heart. That was weird. Yeah, that was weird, wasn't it? I think I was just I thinking anyway. kind of well-known comedy actor. Yeah. I'll give you, I'll lucky. literally transfer you £10 if you can tell me his name <laughs> right in the next 10 seconds. I'm not earning £10. And Bill. John, <laughs> I don't know. Um, Four, nah, no chance. Three, two, one. His name was Mark. Does that ever get said, do you think? I don't think so. Mark. <laughs> he doesn't look like a Mark, does he? Doesn't know. He's like a Chad. <laughs> right. <laughs> Are you ready for the next question? Yeah, go next on, one. Then. Okay, go on then. I'm fucking buzzing from that. Am I a female? No. Of course not. There's like 10 females in these 30, like 50 films that we've watched. Uh, am I animated? Yes. <laughs> Am I a ghoul or a monster? Yes. yes. <laughs> Am I blobby? No. Oh. <laughs> Why are you laughing so much? I'm a ghoul or a monster. <laughs> what a... <laughs> Uh, Am I from the Hotel Transylvania film? Yes. Yeah. Okay, I just wanted to clarify that in case you were going to say that Whitey Google <laughs> was a little monster. Whitey Google is a little monster, is Am I part of the main cast of Hotel Transylvania? Yes. 
Am I Wayne the Werewolf? No. Am I Murray the Mummy? Yes. <laughs> Eight questions. Oh, good. God, that was good. I can't believe how early you got it. It's an animated character. I just know, I think I know how you think. We spend too much time talking about these fucking films. I bet. If you could get the next one just in one question, that'd be sick. Because I bet you know where my mind's going. I don't know. I don't think you No, <laughs> I don't you, think I will. If you get the next one, I'll send you a crisp £10 bank Wait, transfer. if I just get it? No, no, in one. In one oh, game. well, I'm not going to get it in one, am I? <laughs> you never know. Just say anything. All right. Am I um, Grace Butler from uh, the murder mystery film? Oh. No. Oh, my God. I can't believe it. Nah, it's not really. Oh, damn. Okay, right. You've lost out on a crisp £10 lost... note. Shit. I really needed that. Feed my <laughs> children. Wedded. <laughs> Am I a man? No. Oh, I was onto something with the, one of the few female characters I could remember. Uh, am I a love interest? Yes. Hmm. Am I from Just Go With It? No. Oh, why did you take so long to think about the love interest thing? Am I a love interest to Adam Sandler? Yes. Ish. Am I the woman from Airheads that Adam Sandler sleeps with? No, she's a definite love interest. Um... I thought it was a lust interest. <laughs> We're all lust interests to uh, pit, your little Pip. <laughs> it's Pip's world. We're all just living in it. Um... <laughs> Am I from a comedy film? No. Am I the Spanish woman in Spanglish? No. Uh... Am I from Uncut Gems? No. Hmm. Is this film just like it's not funny, but it is supposed to be a comedy film? Are you, is that is that what your clarification is there? No, it's I don't know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Drama, maybe. Am I Jennifer Aniston's character in Murder Mystery? No. <laughs> oh, it's not really a love interest. She's just his wife. It's <laughs> just his wife. Am I animated? No. <laughs> it was Wonder the Well. <laughs> I was thinking maybe Erica Van Helsing. Um, <laughs> I don't know where I am with this. I've totally lost track of it. Um, am I from a pre-Netflix film? Yes. Am I from Bedtime Stories? No. Am I from Pixels? No, you're at 15. Fucking hell. You're really flailing. Yeah, this is bad, isn't it? It's a kind of a love intro. Are you just leading me down the garden path with some of these, or have you... What? What is that a phrase, leading <laughs> me down the, gar- the garden path? <laughs> Shut up, you dickhead. Shush, I'm trying to think. Um, yeah, right, he's it, the character is romantically involved with Adam Sandler's character, but I wouldn't say that she is the love interest of the film. Right. Doesn't help me. Is this from a 90s film? No. Right. God. Is she a maniac villain? Yes. <laughs> is this a woman from Rain Over Me again? No. <sighs> she's the maddest, she's the worst villain we've ever had. Ever. The worst person from all these films. Adam Sandler's wife in a film. So she's not a love interest, but she's his wife in a film. Yes, yes. From Anger Management. No! She (laughs) is the worst. She's a maniac villain, but this woman is worse. I think we agreed she's the worst person who's ever been in any of these films. Is it the horrible woman from Spanglish that's his wife? Yes! Yeah, fucking hell, she was a nightmare, wasn't she? She's horrible. Uh, Extra points if you can remember her name. Oh, God. Jill? I don't fucking know. Uh, Her name's Deborah Klasky. 
Deborah Klasky, yeah. Remember that name. She's a real villain. You got that 19, though. Like, nearly, nearly failed. <laughs> you got an animated mummy in eight minutes, but you got a human <laughs> woman in 19. <laughs> Gone fucking mad. Very good. So that's that's it for that game. <laughs> so, what a game. Fucking go you. So uh, Airheads is in the castle. Well, is it the bottom good. tier with like all the other films we've put in there recently? Yeah, every other film. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what are we going to be doing next week? So next week is a kind of special episode. It's uh, the wedding special, I guess we're saying, right? I don't know. Yeah. We're going to do so, a, a rewatch of The Wedding Singer. So Luke Terry is finally stopping being a boy. He's going to become a man. He's getting married. So to make sure that he doesn't have not only like an awful week of planning his wedding and sorting out invites and sorting out where to put me, which table to put me where I've caused the least amount of trouble. You've also got to usually edit all these episodes. So what we're doing is doing a commentary, which you won't have to edit. And then we're going to have a bit of a break for a couple of weeks after. Yeah, hopefully I won't have to edit it much. We always say we're not going to do anything too offensive and then end up speaking about someone who's done something really sketchy in the past. But hopefully we won't in Wedding Singer. I think it's quite a tame film, isn't it? Yeah, we'll be on best behaviour. And yeah, we'll have a couple of weeks off whilst you're honeymooning in Barbados, right? Uh, I'm going back to work three days after I get married. So (laughs) So sad. Yeah, just a little bit of a break so we can catch up back on recordings and keep delivering this quality content. We've run the world dry with airheads. We've really uh, really come (laughs) to the end of our tether. What a sad, like, dried up moment to have a hiatus. Airheads. Next week, we've got to make it count when we watch Wedding Singer live. Yeah. It's going to be a nice longer episode. It'll be like an hour and 40 Two minutes, hours. I guess, won't it? However long yeah. that film is. We're going to sync it up. Intro. So we're really expecting that if you want to watch along with us, you know, you join us and uh, we'll cue you in and then you can watch along with us talking shit in the background over the top of it. Very nice. So thank you to everyone who's listening. If you want to follow our social media, you can follow us at The Sandlipit on Instagram and Twitter and The Sandlipit on Facebook where we're throwing down some hot airheads memes. We're posting nothing on there. <laughs> or you can email us the soundlipit at gmail.com. Thank you very much to Joe Tyrone, uh, who does all the music and is currently putting down his keyboard for a few weeks to get out his little pen and paper to write your best man speech, isn't he? So, yeah, he is. Uh, go support him, find him on Spotify. He's, he's a great chap and I am sucking up to him because I think I ruined his life when I slept with him. That's how <laughs> bad. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when I slept in the same bed as him at your stag do, but I snored. Not that I fucked him. <laughs> no, he said that was fine, like the fucking part. It was just the bit when you snored that you hated. That's the best. That is the best, like, fuck up I've ever heard. Oh, Definitely dear, not editing that Oh, sorry, Jay. <laughs> His clean image is getting ruined by it. Uh, by... <laughs> like his arts. <laughs> <laughs> I made him put on a little purple hat with a little crop top on it. <laughs> you know what you are now. Oh, you ever thought about playing drums, Jay? <laughs> that is oh, an image disgusting. that I'm never going to be able to get out of my head now. What happened in Bournemouth stays in Bournemouth, am I right? Thank you, Luke Thomas, for your artwork. <laughs> I love it. Can't wait to see the sketch of Pip's rock hard abs. <laughs> I will have to, won't I'll have to be his body. And thank you very much to Luke Terry for editing all these episodes together. 
this raw recording's already gone on for like an hour and a half, <laughs> which yeah. is longer than the film. You're well deserving of a, a little month break to hang out with your wife. See how that goes. I might get bored and want to come back to the Sandlerverse, you know? <laughs> You'll just keep imagining in her head that she's wearing a little purple hat and a little crop top. <laughs> right, so until next time, it's been a very, very sexy Sandler buy from me and a very, very sexy, very sexy Sandler buy from him. <laughs> screwing on my $1,400 couch. <laughs> oh, baby. <laughs> what are you thinking about? Swimming pools.